Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Grow You podcast. Grow You is a podcast based out of Woodlands Church in Plover, Wisconsin. Our hope is to help you better engage issues going on in our culture with the truth of the Bible. If you have thoughts or questions, we invite you to continue the conversation online at the Grow You Facebook page. Come like the page and leave a comment. We hope you enjoy today's episode with your hosts, Matt and Nate. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, we're here for another episode of the Grow You Podcast. This is a special episode, our first of hopefully many of these, in my opinion, uh, and they are going to be called Monologues with Matt, and oh I, I think that what, the, what will happen is uh, when we have episodes where Matt leaves and he begins to do some deeper thinking on things <laughs> and uh, deep meditation, uh, but when he has things that he wants to add, we're going to do monologue episodes where Matt just gets to... Share his heart on something and add a little extra flavor to a topic. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> this episode is coming on the. I'm genuinely laughing at this. <laughs> it's coming on the tail ends of our conversation um, on race. And so, we are excited to hear what Matt has been thinking about <laughs> and adding into this conversation. First things first, we're going to talk about. Nate's near-death experience this morning. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Do you want to tell us about that? I think more appropriately, I I almost had a heart attack. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if it was near-death. I think I would have survived the heart attack. But uh, So I'm, I pull up outside the Idea Center here where we record the podcast. It's and still dark out, by the way. It's very yeah, it's still it's dark. winter and a Early. cold, barren wasteland. Yeah. And so I'm sitting out there minding my own business in my with my heat on in my car. And... All of a sudden, I look in my rearview mirror, and there is a man, probably mid-40s, in a winter coat, smoking a cigarette and waving at me, (laughs) and I am just frozen. I immediately look, are my doors locked in my car, which they weren't, and so I tried to, like, sneakily, like, reach over and lock my doors, but it was seriously the creepiest thing I may have experienced since the one-legged man ran after us in our car after the NFC championship that we lost what? to the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay, do tell. Other story is we were <laughs> we were living in Delaware at the time. You never told me that story. I know it's it's wow, something. go on, go on. But we uh yeah, we were in living in Delaware. NFC championship game against the Seahawks. We were up by a bunch, ended up losing not much time left in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. It was a terrible game. Yeah, yeah, terrible game. Anyway, we are driving home to our apartment and uh, if you can imagine a turn uh, off of a relatively busy highway into a place where there's a median in the middle, so then there's like a one-lane road on the right and then a one-lane road on the left. Um, so we're pulling in there, but before we, we, we turn, a big kind of 12-passenger van, um, a white 12-passenger van, pulls in and then stops diagonally in that median, or not in the median, but in the lane, yeah. to block us so we can't go anywhere. So then we're like, okay. Oh, Okay, I guess we're stuck here because he, he just pulled diagonally across. What? The door flies open on this guy's car, and he starts coming at us yelling, What? Help! Help! He has one leg. He's hopping on one leg. What life toward, do you live? I know. Are you serious? Yes, this is real. He's happy. Help! Shut. I'm lost. And, you know, granted, this guy 
I don't know what was going on with him, but he was very upset. I just throw it in reverse and I speed backwards well, back onto this yeah. major highway. Thankfully, didn't get in an accident. But that was probably the freakiest it moment of our lives. You to can me like an unnecessary reaction to being lost. Yeah, like I've help. Ne- I've been lost, lost before and never like jumped out of a car and run at another car. Yeah, or hopped. Or hopped. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was seriously. I've definitely freaky. hopped at, at people. Though. <clears throat> I definitely hopped at people, but never yeah. run. And even wow. if this man didn't have an amputation, if somebody was ye- running at me, yelling, and, yes. and blocking our way on the road, I think what? regardless, but I think the one leg thing just uh, amplified the scenario. Yes, it did. Um, but you can confirm this story with Gianna. She That's was there. That's a very strange... Yeah. So you guys can decide if that was more freaky than a man just slowly waving at me while smoking a cigarette in the dark. All you see uh, is the cigarette light yeah. up and it illuminates his hand slowly waving as you die. At first I wondered if it was <laughs> as I die. At first I thought it might be Matt. It was not what? Matt. <laughs> yeah, I found I found a still lit cigarette but I was like I'm not smoking this, but I'm just going to wave. Oh, ah. You just I did you had a pun there. Pun on the butt. That's what I did. So a butt there, pun. There's my stories. I did a butt pun. I think Uh-oh. we should start the monologue with Matt go. <clears throat> on race. Wow, that was so good. Um, this is a quick, a quick little addendum uh, addition to the last episode. So um, we recognize there's some stuff that was um, said in the last episode that is very, it's a very hot button issue and very difficult to talk about, <clears throat> listen to, um, absorb. Uh, think about, especially in our cultural uh, milieu, whatever. Um, and at this point, um, we just want to take a few minutes to discuss what it means to be white. And that's a really interesting question. And that sounds like a that sounds like I'm about to dive into like a, a hippie liberal dialogue on this. I'm not. Um, really, what we want to do is just simply uh, challenge those of us who are white listeners to really think about. Um, what it actually means to be a white person, because culturally, um, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll speak much to my own story in this too, uh, I've never had to actually dwell on what it means to be white. Um, I never grew up waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror and thinking I'm white. That wasn't a regular thing for me. Um, but again, in our, you know, in our last episode uh, on race, we talked about and even two episodes prior to that in um, The Art of Conversation to just listen, to talk about, li- we talked about listening to people, talked about being, the importance of uh, quieting ourselves to listen to another's perspective. And <clears throat> within that, uh, I think when you listen to many perspectives of people of color, the fact that they are people of color uh, is something that is, they are acutely aware of. Um, my whiteness is not something that I'm acutely aware of. And, um, I'm, I'm moderately fortunate, um, to be, uh, to come from a family that thought deeply about my cultural origins, not necessarily my racial origins, but my cultural origins. So one of the best ways we can start thinking about, I think at least that we can start thinking about what it means to be white is to stop and ask our cultural questions. Who am I? What culture did I come from? Because, I mean, white cultures are very, very different <clears throat> across the board. They can be. Um, an example of this uh, is that I am a German. I'm, I come from a very strong German heritage, very strong German culture. And uh, there's so much that comes with that, such as our conflict management is uh, when something negative happens, something bad happens, we all know it happened and we all saw it happen. And because of that, we just don't talk about it. We don't address the 
uh, negative thing that just happened, whether from a repentance side of things where we're saying, I'm so sorry that happened, and... uh, I'm, I, please forgive me. Okay, you're forgiven. Like that doesn't, that wasn't explicitly happening in my home growing up. Um, our dinner tables were for like, were for quiet conversation usually until, I mean, we culturally kind of dropped that off with the advent of uh, t- television and dinner at the same time, I guess. I'm not that old, but let's be real. Like, I think I grew, I grew up, Nate, you probably grew up in this generation too, where it's much more common to, gather in front of a television for dinner. I don't know if you guys did that or not, but we did. We did not. You didn't Mm-mm. watch TV? Our only TV was downstairs. So, yeah, we didn't really watch. We didn't eat and watch TV. You ate, though, right? We did eat. Okay, that's good. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a win. We did eat dinner. Okay, that's a colossal win. Mm-hmm. Fred and Lori Hines-Brown rocking it. I don't know. Nate's, mo- Nate's mom is listed as Lori Hines-Brown on Facebook, so that's... <laughs> That's how I address her. I'll have to make sure she hears this episode. Yes. Hi, Lori. Also, hi to my mom. I'm assuming she's going to listen, but she might not. I don't know. She's a busy woman. I have no idea what my mom's doing right now. Um, probably awake, though. That's for sure. I don't think she sleeps. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so, but that's that's just a short, I mean, there's so many places we could go talking about, like, my German heritage, right? But there's so much, um, there's so many rich conversations and rich thought processes to be had when we stop and ask, like, what culture do I come from and what does that say about me? So working in a church field, for example, I work uh, at Woodlands Church, right, and, and uh, the denomination we are a part of is the Evangelical Free Church of America, which is a <clears throat> super northern European cerebral denomination of Christianity, meaning it's white, it's super white denomination, I will acknowledge that, but it's not just white, it's a northern European white, meaning uh, you can have churches that are white and are very active, um, what some would call charismatic worshipers, um, where hands are in the air, they're singing loudly, you can, like, people are crying, and, like, you can, like, see them interacting with the Lord live and in person in worship. That's not always our church. People are very reactive at Woodlands Church, but across the board, evangelical free churches tend to be very stoic during worship because that's a white cultural difference compared to other white cultural churches. Um, there, there's, like, how that stuff plays out is subtle. But it really helps to start thinking about your culture and where you come from and thinking about yourself as having origins. That's a great place for you to start and say, okay, I do come from somewhere. I do come from something. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do have a heritage of some variety. Uh, people of color are not the only people that have heritages. Herit- What's the plural of a heritage? Heritages. Okay. Yep. We'll That's go right. with that. That's a terrible English word. I hate English. Um, Heritage. Z- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> people of color are not the only people who have a heritage. It's important to think about that. Secondly, um, it's really important to think about uh, the notion that uh, being that I've never had to think about my culture, I do have a unique advantage uh, that people of color don't have. Um walking into job interviews. I've never once thought that my, I've never thought about the reality that my race or my cultural origins could affect my ability to get hired anywhere. That's never been a reality for me. That is unfortunately and sadly a reality for many people of color. And it's deeply important to stop and then as a white person dwell on how do, how does my, uh, my, 
race and culture provide advantage to me? Does it at all? Think about little ways. Because when I put myself in the shoes of somebody who has to consider their race and cultural origin every single day, that may actually, yeah, that may change the small ways in which I see, the small but many ways, myriad ways that I, I do actually have built-in advantages to things. So if you're white, uh, like myself, uh, it's deeply important to think, think about these things and think, think beyond um, a political realm. This is not politicizing things. Um, again, when we talk about hot button issues like this, it's really, it becomes really easy to say like, oh, you're taking a liberal stance or a conservative stance. This is not about liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, or politics at all. Um, Nate and I were just talking about this, that sometimes scripture teaches you to listen to other people and put yourself in their shoes and respect their shoes and respect their perspective because they are also image bearers of God who have a different experience than you and their experience matters. And um, we would all be much better off if we did that. But I think in in many ways, as people who culturally have uh, some power and sway, as white people, we need to go on the offensive and um, actively be assessing our own culture, actively be looking inside ourselves, and actively be trying to hand off power and voice and storytelling ability and narrative to people of color and be willing to um, listen to their perception of the world and their perspective on things um, and dwell on ourselves and actively start the conversation of like, where do I come from and who am I? Um, that's really important for us to do, to do that. Um, and that's not a political thing. That is a, a Jesus image of God barrier thing. It's not politics. So, um, you may hate the message, but don't shoot the messenger. Uh, it's scripture teaching us these things and, uh, a direct effect and direct deri- derivative of this conversation is uh, our direct derivative of Jesus telling us to respect and love other image bearers is having a very raw, real conversation about race and what we as white people um, need to do. So that's for uh, you guys as our white listeners. And just a little quick addendum to that. Um, thank you for dwelling on the monologue. Nate, anything you'd like to? No, thanks, close Matt. With? That's great. <clears throat> we got our first monologue in. Many uh-huh. more to come. Um, I think this might be a cool time to introduce something that we're hoping to be releasing <clears throat> after we kind of go through these main topics. Uh, we're starting to pull together a pool of people that we just want to do kind of vignettes of people's stories and their lives. Vignette. Is that a good word? That is the best word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was, yeah, go on. So we'll be... A vignette. I think that'll be a great opportunity for us to hear from how other people have dwelt on their own story and how their their cultural backgrounds and their heritage or whatever it is has played into how their life has played out mm-hmm. um, to their point wherever they're at. And uh, a good opportunity for us as listeners, including Matt and I, to listen and learn. Uh, and so we're going to be releasing that at some point yeah. after after this kind of series on different uh, topics that we cover. So you can look forward to that. We totally. haven't come up with a name yet. So if you have a, a good idea for a name for these vignettes um, mm. or life stories, mm. uh, you can let us know. How about we call it vignettes? Vignettes on narratives of life stories. It's redundant. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Grow You podcast. If you have thoughts or questions, we invite you to continue the conversation online at the Grow You Facebook page. Come like the page, leave a comment, and share the podcast with your friends on social media. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And again, thanks for listening.